Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present the Sandman Lullaby with your host, Patrick Sean Jones. This is the song of the Storm King sings, as over the world his cloak he flings. Sleep, sleep, little one, sleep. He rustles his wings and gruffly sings, sleep, little one, sleep. On yonder mountainside and vine clings at the foot of the mother pine. The trees bend over the trembling things. And only the vine can hear her sing. Sleep, sleep, little one, sleep. What shall you fear when I am here? Sleep, little one, sleep. The king may sing in his bitter flight. The tree may croon to the vine tonight. But the little snowflake at my breast, like the song, I sing the best. Sleep, sleep, little one, sleep. Weary thou art, and next my heart. Sleep, little one, sleep.
are in the Sandman Lullaby here on RPA. Yeah, that's known as the Real Paranormal Activity Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you personally. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You guy in the corner, yeah, thank you, thank you. Little girl over there, hey girl, thank you, thank you. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for uh, hitting that little button and coming in here to the world of dreams. Sometimes it's the world of the paranormal, but, you know, Aaron Hunter has that. And uh, sometimes it's the world of horror, but, you know, Aaron Frail has that. And we're not talking cryptoids because Terry from Texas does that. We basically talk about the world of dreams. And tonight I'm going all, all, all the way to Memphis, Tennessee tonight or today or whenever actually you're listening to this right now. Because, you know, you can click that button anytime here on the RPA Network and uh, tune in to what we have to say and listen to you. But let me introduce this person right here real quick. His name is Phil Harris. He's an independent researcher. He's a philosopher. Phil, you could actually say hi. Hey, how's it going? You got, Thanks, I, everybody, I, for tuning in. I was, I, was wait, I was waiting for the key word for you to say hi. I knew you were there somewhere. Oh, yeah. I'm listening. And uh, he's one of my... Uh, I, I prostitute myself on Facebook very many times. And <laughs> and I I beg people all over the world, say, Dude, I want to interview you. I want to interview you. And actually, I got Phil to come in uh, and do this interview. And uh, Phil's very uh, knowledgeable of different fields, especially the research side, which I really enjoy knowing that people are out there doing. Phil, tell me a little bit about your background so the listeners can uh, understand what's going on. Okay, uh, well, in uh, the context of the things we're talking about, I've always been into various different things that most people weren't in, even from a young age. You know, I was the kid who was into uh, science and dinosaurs and mythology and and all that kind of stuff, even even as a young child. And, uh, you know, didn't do much with it because the world and society and you know just kind of pushes those things out of you but as i got older and turned into a teenager i started delving back into things and became real interested in lucid dreaming and astral projection uh philosophy and things of the sort so you know got back into it then practiced for a few years then got out of touch with it again until about six seven years ago now i, I really hit the rabbit hole as they say and and dove in head first and you know have been researching nonstop since then all fields of occultism esotericism psychology uh, history you know pretty much everything related to those topics so where were you born again uh, i was actually born up in chicago my dad was in the navy and he was stationed there temporarily so i was born in chicago but was only there for a few days i was actually raised in atlanta georgia most of my young life and then he retired and we moved here to memphis tennessee and i've been here ever since i've, I've moved around a couple times but basically my entire adult life has been here in memphis so what would you say about your spirituality or do you say you're uh, more of a religious person or would you basically say you're more of a spiritual person um well it's hard to say i mean i would say i'm more spiritual not really religiously inclined i wasn't Luckily, I wasn't raised in the church, you know, and, and force-fed any particular faith or, or denomination, anything like that. But as I said earlier, I've always been interested in spiritual things and felt a, a 
subconscious calling to it. And, you know, as I've gotten older and studied more, I've been drawn closer to my own belief system, which I would call, um, you know, I'm not really sure. I, I take a little bit of everything, basically, and that's why I call myself a philosopher, because, you know, I don't subscribe to any one particular belief system. I try to take bits and pieces of all of them and form my own. So I would basically say the closest thing I can come up with is maybe a uh, a Gnostic philosopher. I do resonate quite a bit with the Gnostic teachings. Right. Um, so I really can't uh, label myself as just one. You know, I'm spiritual and I do believe in God and a higher power and various uh, hierarchies of spirits and such, but I don't follow any one labeled system really. Who would you say is one of your uh, favorite teachers? Teachers? Yeah. Oh, it's. it's People ask me what my favorite this and that is all the time, and I I really can't come up with one. There's so many. Okay, give me uh, give me some. Give me because no, you're exactly right. There's so many teachers that are out there. But okay, you talked about okay, Gnosticism. Well, Who would you say is your uh, major influence in uh, teaching that uh, principle? Well, I really have learned most just from my own studying of the Nag Hammadi and the Apocrypha and the Lost Gospels and such. Right. I really haven't followed the teachings of any. One particular person, of course, uh, John Lamb uh, Lash. Or, you know, he uh, he has a lot of stuff I've read on it, but it's mainly from my own research into the topic, reading the Lost Gospels and such. Um, I do have quite a few people that would I would consider my main influences in my past so far. Mainly P. Hall, of course. You know, he is a very good start for anybody getting into the field of esotericism and such. Uh, Helena Blavatsky. She has some very good material. Uh, Santos Bonacci, his old material helped me out a lot when I first found it all on YouTube. Um, uh, Michael Sarian, he has some really good videos. Mark Passio, just so many. You know, basically anybody that's out there doing the work of, of learning things that uh, they resonate with and sharing their knowledge with people are my favorite teachers basically I, it's hard to pick any 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 that have you know very good knowledge that they are sharing are who i like to learn from have you ever cha uh, uh channeled say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill Channeled? Right. Uh, no, not in the normal sense of it, to where you get into a trance and channel. Now, I do get intuitive uh, downloads, if you want to call them, or what I feel are signs and messages from the spirit, but not anything I've purposely tried to channel or been put into a trance or anything like that for. That's a little bit outside of my, not comfort zone, but just uh, I just don't feel drawn to that particular way of doing things. Okay. But I have learned a lot from people who do channel. Well, you mentioned uh, Manly P. Hall, and it's just Manly P. Hall, he, no, for me, he's also a huge influence in my reading, too. So I'm, I'm very thrilled that you're a big fan of Manly P. Hall. And, uh, oh, yeah, definitely. He's probably the first one who really, uh, you know, got me a 
foothold into the world of esotericism and you know got me started uh, definitely one of the first it was a shame he just passed away recently tell you the truth yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't not long, recently. Uh, I mean, like last week. It it's been many years ago. But uh, yeah, just a, I think it was uh, ninety in the in the mid nineties. Yeah, early, yeah, yeah. Early mid nineties, I believe. Yeah, but he was uh, a huge influence in uh, a lot of teachings, and uh, I think he was teaching out in California, and he had a lot of uh, people that he taught out there, and he uh, he had a huge collection, a huge collection of items that he uh, picked up on all of his tours when he went around the world. Oh, yeah, he had uh, either the largest or one of the largest alchemical manuscript collections also, which you can find out there on the Internet in PDF form. He, uh, like you said, had a large collection of various texts that he had read over, he did lectures, hundreds of audio lectures, and, and opened up the uh, Philosophical Research Society, I think is the name, uh, which they are continuing on his legacy to this day, selling his uh, some of his audio and pamphlets and such. Yeah, you can pull it up on YouTube. He's, he has a lot of uh, he has a lot of uh, YouTube things that he oh, did. Oh yeah, I think I think total he has almost nine hundred MP3. Uh, lecture recordings that were done you know over his uh his life that they recorded and they were first put out on cassette tape and then they've been trans uh transferred over to cds and digital format now are, are available in different places online but yeah there's like 900 of his audio lectures and then um like 50 or 60 of those alchemical manuscripts several books he's written uh you know, there's a few of his live interviews later on in his life that he did that are on YouTube. But he has, a, you know, he has done a lot of work. He's he's one of the you know, most influential esotericists of the uh, the current era, the modern era. I agree. No, I, I I fully agree. Let's jump to lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming. Uh, can you? Uh Give me some examples. How do you basically set yourself up? Do you set yourself up in a certain phase or a certain mood before you go to sleep to be able to uh, do some lucid dreaming? Well, there's a there's a few different techniques people use. There's you know a few of the most common ones. Basically, the most important thing is just setting the intention throughout the day and just in general that you want to lucid dream. Uh, there's there's techniques you can do throughout the day to help it, but just setting the intention and thinking that you want to do it is very important because it will help you as you start falling asleep and actually fall asleep to have that in your mind that you want to become conscious while you're sleeping. You know, um, if you're not thinking about it at all or don't have any intention to do it, once you actually fall asleep, you're going to, you know, totally lose control of your ability to retain your conscious mind. So intention is key. And then you, uh, there's several different techniques you can use. Like the one I used to use a lot was uh, looking at a clock and, you know, just looking at a clock every few minutes or every couple hours or something like that. And then uh, trying to, you know, if you get in the habit of doing something repeatedly throughout the day, a lot of times you will have a dream of something similar. And then you'll notice if you look at a clock in your dream a lot of times that, it uh, the numbers won't look right or you can't focus on the numbers or something and that'll be a cue for you to ask yourself hey am i dreaming am i dreaming i must be dreaming and then if you can not wake up at that point you can you know get into a lucid dream after some practice so there's things like that you can simply throughout the day 
every 5, 10, 15 minutes, just ask yourself, am I dreaming? Am I dreaming? Am I dreaming? And then out of habit, you know, after you fall asleep, your subconscious or in your dream, you might ask yourself, am I dreaming? And then you can look around and, and notice that things are weird and, you know, become conscious that you are in a dream and hopefully not snap out of it then when you realize you are dreaming because that's what happens to most people when you're first practicing on it. Does it complement your waking world? What's that? Does your dream or your, when you're lucid dreaming, when you're trying to control your dreams, do you notice that it might complement your waking world uh, from the dreams that you're uh, journeying in? Compliment the waking world and, and it's you know how you have you know how you have the waking world that you know people call existence you know yeah. what would they call reality and you know what you have your dreamlands do you notice that when you dream that that helps you in your regular waking world uh, oh yeah I mean you can use dreams uh, basically most dreams are about things you've experienced in your waking life and your subconscious trying to work those things out and so becoming conscious of your dreams not only can you just have fun with them and, and do whatever you want but also you can analyze things going on in your dreams and consciously control them more in your favor or or how you want them to go that way it's it's easier to work these problems out in your daily life so if you have something that's stressing you throughout the day a lot or going on in your life and you aren't really analyzing them or doing anything to fix them, you'll usually have dreams somewhat based on that because it's, your mind is trying to force you to analyze it and, and see how you can deal with it. So the more lucid you can become of your dreams and the more dream work you can do, the better you can process through these things and see it positively affecting your waking state because now let's just say you're depressed about a breakup or something you know right. if you have these dreams and you are seeing your ex in the dream and normally in a non-lucid state you're just having all these crazy emotions from seeing your ex in your dream if you can then become lucid and banish that person away out of your dream or something like that you'll notice when you wake up and they're in the future you won't have so many uh, stressful thoughts about them, won't be uh, dwelling on it so much, things like that. So, you know, you can use the dream world to, yes, very positively affect your waking state and your, your everyday life. Just a couple episodes, we had uh, a guy that was talking about how he had a dream within a dream. He had a dream, and basically he knew he was in a dream. He started lucid dreaming, so he knew he was in it. Then he woke up, then he found out that his friend... Uh, he said, don't worry, I'm here because, you know, secretly I'm Superman. And uh, then he realized, hold on, I'm in another dream. Have you ever actually had a dream within a dream? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not, not very often, but it definitely has happened a few times. And one time I even had a dream within a dream within a dream. This was just fairly recently. How does that work? Man, I, talk to me about that. How does that work? All right, so this was uh, pretty strange at the time because I really wasn't even doing any dream work then, but it was during a pretty transformative phase of my life, and there was a lot of spiritual things going on, and, you know, uh, it was just a, a crazy time in my life. So went to sleep. I don't remember all the details, but it was a normal dream. I didn't go lucid or anything. It was just a normal dream state. 
Well, I woke up, or I thought I woke up from the dream, and I was laying in my bed. Just like any other morning, you know, you wake up, you have your morning routine. You might lay there for a couple minutes. You lean over and grab water off your table or whatever. So I'm doing my normal routine for a few minutes, and just so lifelike. I swore I was awake. I was doing everything like I normally would. There was nothing out of the ordinary. So a few minutes later, uh, you know, I kind of just, start to fade out of, of consciousness or whatever and then went back into a dream and realized that was another dream that I was in when I thought I was awake. So started having other little things going on in the dream, woke up again, or thought I woke up again, same thing. But this time when I got up, it looked like my room and everything was the same, but I was like hearing some voices or subconscious voices, something going on, which seemed like they were in the room with me, but it was still a dream, so it was kind of freaking me out because I don't normally hear voices or nothing like that. So I'm like, man, I'm awake. What are these voices? Oh, my God, are there ghosts in here or whatever? <laughs> and then I snapped out of it again and really woke up. But because of those two I just had, I was really questioning them. Am I awake? Am I awake? So I'm, like, pinching myself and, like, getting some water and walking around the house and finally after a few minutes i realized you know, i was awake i think i got a phone call or something like that but yeah it was it was really strange you just mentioned ghosts have you ever seen a ghost before not in the normal sense of like a regular apparition but i've seen orbs and i've seen things happen in my vicinity that were caused by something spiritual for sure but i i'm not really a I guess because I'm sort of a logical, science-minded person, or I used to really be, you know, I don't know if it's that I don't allow myself to have that experience, or it's just not the way I'm meant to experience things. But I don't really just see things that much like a lot of other people would well, see it, it, and stuff. But I do see the effects of them, but right. I haven't really seen an apparition or a ghost. But well, I see, have seen orbs and such. It's like a muscle. It's, it's see. Remember, I, I work in a hospital during the rest of the week and uh doing surgery and where i work i am serious as living hell that every day something happens paranormal in the department that i'm at and uh this is a good example of what happened just the other day i was working on uh you know i do decontam i clean surgical instruments and i get them ready for surgery and everything i got i'm in, i'm like in a crime scene every day blood all over the place and i go outside i was working on a set and i turned on a sink for a uh for a c-section and i went outside to get another cart to bring it in and I knew I had to go back to the sink real quick to turn the sink off because otherwise it'd overflow. And as I was walking to the sink, we have like a water problem every once in a while. And I was thinking, oh my God, the water's trickling. I hope the, I hope this isn't going on again. And the damn sink was off. I asked the guy that was with me and he said he didn't do it. And I was like, every day something happens in that department that I work in. It's just so weird. I mean, stuff, you'll hear voices. Every More people have heard heard or seen stuff than haven't heard or seen stuff but like i said it, it's i think it's almost like you're lucid dreaming the more that you practice with it that the more that you actually notice it it's like a muscle oh definitely yeah like a psychic muscle or what some people say it's your pineal gland or something you have to you know meditate focus on things do certain practices but definitely spiritual sight is something that you have to work on and, and exercise to fully 
you know, utilize it. It's just, it's weird. It's every day. Every day something happens. People be whisper. You see them spinning little circles looking around. I'm like, what's the matter? And they said, did you just call my name? And I was like, no. I said, why? Did you hear somebody? They said, yeah. And I said, how did it sound? They said, it sounds normal. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm like, you, I, I keep on saying that there's a ghost back here. Okay, let's go. Let's go real well, quick. Hospitals and stuff like that are definitely one of the top places for things like that to happen because of just so much trauma and, and death and such, you know, happening in the place. Anywhere that there's things like that going on, there's going to be a lot of spiritual activity. Well, one guy was going down the hall. He was wiping the walls down just the other day, and he he said, I got to tell you this story, that he was wiping the walls down, and uh, he went back to drop off the polish because it's mostly the people that do environmental, and he came back, and there was a handprint right on the wall, and he couldn't understand, and he went and got another guy, and they compared their hand to the hand that was on the print of the wall, and it was half the size. It was basically like a child's hand. That is, that is so strange you say that. One of my best friends just a week or two ago was telling me a very similar story. He had been doing some uh, specific you know, type of work that he does, alchemy and things, and he started having handprints show up around his house. And these ones weren't small. They were very large. And, uh, well, actually, one of them was the same size as a normal hand. One of them was much larger, but it wasn't any of their handprints. I mean, these people are smart, and they know what's going on. It was there were handprints showing up at their house so obviously that's some type of common sign they they leave there's a chill i mean my arm my arms just my hairs just went up on my arm right there i'm looking at it right now hey uh tell me some, have you ever went through a sleep paralysis or anything like that just very minorly i know all about it and i've talked to several people in the groups over the years and i'm in groups about you know that type of stuff and so i know all about it but i've only experienced very minor stages of it you know mainly when i am working on lucid dream work and, and other types of dream work i can start to feel it coming on but i've never really had the full-blown deal where you see the hat man and the shadow man and and you're wide awake but you can't move um i think once or twice i've had it you know like to a minor extent but never the the full-blown deal like you hear about and you read about although i know many people that I trust 100% that have, you know, given me very detailed accounts of it. Now, I have had those dreams where you're in a dream and you can't do anything. You know, you're you're held down or you're trying to run from something and you can't. Right. Like that. I've, I've had those which I'm thinking are sleep paralysis symptoms showing up in my dream, but I've never been fully conscious while I was having the paralysis. How do you travel in your dreams? Travel? Yeah, do you get there by... Do you notice you move a lot by boat? Do you teleport? Do you fly? Hmm, interesting you ask. I've never really thought about it, but now that you say it, um, I think I'm just normally always on foot, just walking. Um, I'm sure I've had a couple of dreams of driving or something, but now that I think about it, I don't ever really think I have dreams of uh, flying in planes or, or boats or anything. Now, I do have flying dreams sometimes where i can fly and those are actually my favorite dreams I, I love having those dreams you can just somehow in your dream you know you can fly and you can just take off to the top of a, a building or a tree or something you know those are always really cool dreams but yeah most of the time i'm just traveling on foot what would you say is uh memorable is do you have a, a favorite dream or a nightmare that might may have bothered you most of your life um, I don't really have that many nightmares. I've had a few, you know, a few 
scary dreams over the years. I'm pretty much uh, in control of, or I you know, feel like I'm in control of my consciousness uh, to a fair extent. So I don't normally have, you know, really out-of-control dreams and nightmares and stuff. Now, I have had a few when I was younger, things chasing you, like I mentioned a minute ago, things chasing you and you can't get away, or, um, you know, just a sense of impending doom in your dream about something going on around you or being in a very um, unfamiliar environment, like maybe a a building with really small hallways and, and creepy noises and stuff, you know, but there's really no recurring dreams that I've had that are very scary. Okay. I've had other, you know, good dreams about good things happening, but nothing really super memorable worth talking about. So do you think the difference between when you were a child, did you dream more then or as an adult, you dream more now? Um, overall, I would say probably as a child, I dreamed, I dreamt more and they were more dreams where I was, uh, you know, out of control or having just real random dreams that didn't seem to make sense about anything going on in my life. Now, as I got older and I was actually starting to work on dream work and having a dream journal and things like that, you know, I can get to where I have a lot more dreams and, and I remember a lot more and I can analyze them. And then sometimes I go through stages where it's like I do so much during the day and I'm researching so much, talking and, and so busy working in life that I think I almost try to shut my mind off from dreaming because I just want that time to sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah it's like I, I don't want my brain busy the whole time dreaming, but... Yeah, when I am trying to do dream work, I do have a lot, and I've actually noticed there's certain supplements that I can take that really boost the dreaming. Magnesium, if I take magnesium before I go to sleep, it really makes me dream much more vivid. Uh, there's a, a supplement I take called Lugol's Iodine, and it really makes me have vivid dreams. Um, and also, uh, a lot of people will say this too, and I've experienced this, if you if you smoke marijuana, there's something about it. Marijuana seems to dampen your dreams, and, and you won't have as many dreams. If you stop smoking for a few days or a week, ask people about it in the future as you're talking to more people. When you quit, your dreams will come back way stronger than most. There's something about it where it, it dampens your dreams. Hmm. I'll, I'll have to talk to people about that. I'm, I've been sober for too damn long so <laughs> it's uh it's it's it was just showing the correlation between uh supplementation and and things you can ingest or whatever do have a impact on the dream no world no no it, it does world. it does make sense now you got me now this sounds like an advertisement for magnesium so <laughs> it sounds like i'm gonna go take my multivitamin hey quick question we're we're almost reaching the end real quick uh this is one of my uh, normal questions. Nobody has usually the same answer because, you know, everybody's a little different. But uh, living or dead, if you could meet somebody in your dreams, who would it be? Oh, wow. Um, man, there's, there's a long list. Go ahead. You get, you, it, it's, I'm going to one, but if you got a couple, you know, let it fly. All right. Well, it would probably most definitely in the top three would be one of the, the most famous ancient philosophers, either somebody like Pythagoras. Now, there's debate on whether he was actually a real person or not, but there are a lot of works attributed to him, and 
you know, people talk about him. So somebody either like Pythagoras or Plato or one of the more modern uh, master occultists, you know, like I was talking about, mainly P. Hall, Blavatsky, uh, somebody like that, you know. Um, Levi? Oh, Elias Levi? Um, yeah, I like his stuff pretty good. Um, I mean, he I would definitely like to meet him. He's not top on the list, but, yeah, I would not be opposed to seeing him for sure. But, um, you know, just anybody that had spent their whole life, you know, researching and dedicating their life to uncovering hidden secrets that had an extensive knowledge base that I could just have a great conversation with. You know, like I said, I can learn from anybody. It's hard for me to pick favorites when it comes to these types of things. Right. But, you know, definitely either somebody from the very ancient world who was on top of everything going on then so I could really find out and, and see what they knew and what was really going on. And then also, you know, one of the more modern ones from the, the current times who is considered to be, you know, one of the one of the highest ones, like maybe Solomon or something, if he was a real person, someone like, a, you know, Solomon the King or something like that. Cool. Hey, uh, I'm about to take off in a second, but I want to give you an open mic real quick without me asking questions with it. So uh, think real quick about, you know, like I said, we have a large listening audience on the RPA network. And uh, I want to once again say this is Phil Harris. He's an independent researcher and philosopher, and he's going to drop some words of uh, wisdom to us real quick. And uh, Phil, I'm going to go ahead and back away from the mic, and I'm going to let you have it. Go ahead. Okay. Well, um, just want to say that we right now are living probably in the most transformative time period that there has been in thousands of years. You know, since the decline of the Roman Empire and thousands of years of suppression and, and religious control and things like that and this is a very exciting time to live in and I want myself and, and everybody around to try to really be dedicated to creating positive change in the world learning what they can fighting all this disinformation and political propaganda and division and such that's going on on the media and, and everywhere nowadays so you know I just want to do my part and also see, you know, hope that I can live to see when uh, knowledge and enlightenment can start to become more prevalent in the world, and I hope that that's what I can help to achieve, you know, and uh, I appreciate you having me on to well, you're a good man, you know, dude. get my name out there and, and get people thinking, you know, it doesn't matter what it's about, if you just actually are thinking and, and trying to learn new things you're on the right path. It's not what you're researching or what you're thinking about. It's just trying to learn anything and get past the programming of everyday society. So how can they uh, get in touch with you? Uh, well, you can find me on Facebook. You can type in my name, Phil Harris, probably a keyword after it. Like uh, uh, I'm living in Millington, Tennessee, so you could type in Phil Harris Millington. I'm on YouTube. My channel is youtube.com slash users. Slash Memphis P one two three. You have a Facebook have, group, if I remember. Yeah, I have a Facebook group. The one that I started and I, I admin is called Ancient Esoteric and Occult Wisdom. There's a few other I admin, but that's the main one. And I actually just started recently a page called the Eternal Circle, and it's going to be kind of like the home base for a project that I'm going to be working on real soon. Uh, a network of you know, trusted associates and uh, researchers, and we're going to have a lot of really good stuff going on and try to get this 
movement going I was just talking about to, you know, help the world start to actually try to raise their consciousness and, you know, move slowly towards the next golden age, if you want to call it that. Well, keep us in touch. Well, well I'm going to probably drag your ass right back here one day. Uh, oh, definitely. I mean, I, I could talk for hours about all this stuff. Well, I'm you're for you. Stuff, <laughs> you're you're Southern. I, you're Southern, just like me. You could just, just give us some green tea and some uh, a moon pie and we last forever hey yeah. let me <laughs> let me get this out real quick uh, don't forget on Monday you have Aaron Hunter with Real Paranormal Activity the podcast and on Tuesday you have Aaron Frail Aaron Frail Aaron Frail he does uh, Aaron's horror show he basically watches horror shows and reads horror books so you don't have to because like I said a lot it, it, a lot of stuff out there coming from Hollywood really sucks and on Wednesday, you have Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas. He's in his second year, so uh, go ahead and check them out, and every once in a while you'll you'll hit on to the Sandman Lullaby. That's me. If you want to get in touch with me, that's Sandman Lullaby. I'm not going to spell it because I spell bad. That's Sandman Lullaby at gmail.com. Uh, Phil, dude, duder, <laughs> I'm going to let you hold on for a second. Say bye. All right. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And uh, everyone have a great day, night, whatever it is while you're there. And talk to you in the future sometime. And hope to see everyone around. That's Phil. Phil Harris, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I'd like to thank each and every one of you once again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You hiding over there. I'm still going to thank you because you're so cute. But otherwise, you've been in the Sandman Lullaby. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off. My rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.